Welcome to the Market Beautifully Podcast, a show where I offer marketing advice for lady entrepreneurs who crave to crack the code when it comes to getting noticed or expanding their brand online. I'm your host, Haley, and I can't wait to chat with you about what I have planned for today's episode. Presents are awesome and I want you to have one. So good news, if you are not currently using ConvertKit in your business, then you can sign up for a free 30-day trial at marketbeautifully.com slash ConvertKit and then shoot me an email at chat at marketbeautifully.com and I will hook you up with a free present that may or may not involve Skype and me and an email marketing plan. If you have no idea what ConvertKit is, it's an email service provider that sets your business up to scale and automate sales. So I use ConvertKit as an email marketing tool to generate consistent sales and leads every single month. It helps make my marketing a lot more effortless. So I have room to think big picture and to be the CEO I need to be. If you want a free 30-day trial of ConvertKit, you can sign up at marketbeautifully.com slash ConvertKit. And again, shoot me an email at chat at marketbeautifully.com or DM me on Insta once you sign up and I'll get you hooked up with the free present. Now, Liz White is back on the show and she killed it on episode 10. So I'm excited for her to kill it again. We have exciting news for you and some free goodness going on. So let's just jump in. Liz White is on the podcast. Hey, Liz. Woohoo. Hello, Haley. I'm glad to be back. For the second time. Yeah. So if you have not listened to episode 10 yet, then you need to go listen to episode 10. Liz is on the podcast and she talks all about how to build a sales page that converts. It is still the most popular episode to date. So go listen to episode I 10. I can't believe that. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, it's everyone goes to that one first. Like they scroll through the iTunes and like episode 10. I just feel like it's a magnet for everyone. So (laughs) everyone's been listening to episode 10. If you haven't listened to episode 10, do what the cool kids are doing and go listen to episode 10 and then come back here and listen to this episode. So for those that haven't listened or to that episode or heard about you, tell us more about what you do, how you got started and your recent rebrand. Oh yeah, I guess we do need to touch base on that because it is happening right now. And I imagine when the podcast is up, everything should be in working order, hopefully, fingers crossed. So my name is Liz White. I'm an intuitive business strategist where I help women entrepreneurs with their business plan, strategy, and system. So I help basically at the base of everything. I help turn your chaos into clarity Uh, so that you can have a definite plan for making profit. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. So that is what I'm here to do. So yeah, um, I have recently gone through a rebranding. My business for five years was Linnea May. That's what I started with. That is what I took from part-time to full-time. And now I'm rebranding to my name, Liz White. So you can find me on my new website, lizwhite.co. So exciting to say that. Does it feel kind of a relief that you're to this point? I'm so happy. Honestly, I've been wanting to change my name for three years. Yeah. But I never really had a quote unquote reason or Mm -hmm. I didn't have a better alternative for a business name beyond my own name. And it just makes so much more sense now because I am moving more into doing strategy, coaching, um, products where I am the face of my business. So taking that 
personal brand and just creating it into a business as well. Yeah, I'm really glad that you did the reprint. And everyone needs to go to our website and look at our new colors. I'm telling you, this is what attracted Liz <laughs> to me in the first place is her branding. Her branding is always on point. So I'm really excited to see your new rebrand and your Instagram feed after 30 days and to see how your Instagram feed has changed. I'm pumped. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. And I think this rebrand also is going to give me a lot more freedom to do what I've been wanting to do in my business all along, which is not only offer services. I do strategy sessions and clarity consulting, um, but also adding in digital products and programs Mm -hmm and being able to help people more than just one-on-one. So you'll start to see those trickle in and I'm really excited about it. Yes, now we have one more thing to talk about before we dive into surveys, which we is- We have so many announcements. <laughs> announcement number two. <laughs> we have been trying to keep this a secret and this has been in the works for mm, since February of 2017. So which yeah. it is now October 2017. And in November of 2017, big things are happening. We're basically throwing one big party for entrepreneurs that want to not only be entrepreneurs, but CEOs of their business. So let's chat a bit about this free goodness that's about to go on. Oh, yes. The Radiant CEO. What? Summit. What is the Radiant CEO Summit? Yeah, so Radiant CEO is our new brand slash business yes. uh, that we have co-founded. And the first thing coming to Radiant CEO is the Radiant CEO Summit, which is an online digital summit that takes place over three days. We have 18 amazing speakers, so amazing. all aimed at helping you grow and scale not only your business, but your mindset mm-hmm. to become Radiant CEOs. Yes, and I'm so pumped. We have recently almost wrapped up every single interview, and some of these interviews have just made me reevaluate my life and everything, and I feel like I am somewhat of a CEO. Like, I have a four-person team now. I am more of a management role, and still listening to some of these ladies, I have just learned so much which it makes me so excited for everyone getting the free ticket that we're giving out because I know that if I'm taking something away after years and years in business and Liz has been in business for like seven Mm -hmm. years like if we're being blown away and taking things away then I know without a doubt that this is going to make you cry tears of joy yeah I'm already taking away something from one of our speakers and going to create it for my own business. Um, yeah. I, w- I won't give away too many, too many details, yeah, that but you'll have to tune three. in. That's, that's a lot of yeah. announcements. We're it's just follow things. us on Instagram. Cause we literally have a new announcement every day of just something free. I feel like so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we got it going on though at the radiant CEO Instagram, go to at radiant CEO. It's so much fun. So go hang out with us over there. And if you're not hanging out with me on Instagram, then that's a problem. You need to go to at Market Beautifully right now. Get your booty over there. We have so much fun. And then Liz's new Instagram handle is LizWhite.co. So there's a three accounts that you have to be following because we have tons of fun stuff planned for you. And yeah, go sign up at RadiantCEO.com slash waiting list. That's where you can get, just kidding. We're going to do register for this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just thought about that. Um, so if you want to sign up for the free ticket for the Radiant CEO Summit, you can go to, drumroll, 
I don't know if you can hear that, but that was a drum roll. <laughs> Radiantstudio.com slash register. Go to that website right now, or if you are walking your dog, doing your thing, cooking your meal, whatever you're doing, then you can just go to the show notes afterward at markybeautifully.com slash podcast. But it's going to be there, radiantco.com slash register. Get your free ticket and prepare to get your mind blown. And also, this is going to be one big party. You just don't want to miss it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a blast. It will So be. should we jump into today's awesome awesome yeah. interview with yeah, me an awesome interviewee <laughs> <laughs> yes and i'm so i'm really excited for this interview because it's about a unique way to survey uh use surveys for your business which liz is probably going to rant about with a lot of <laughs> a lot of amazing things because it has a lot to do with mindset and also some strategy that you may not have thought about before and we want to make sure that if you're surveying your audience you're doing it right because there is a wrong way to do it and we don't want you to fall into the trap of surveying your audience and not getting the results that are actually going to make an impact on your business so let's start out about talking why is it worth your time to survey your audience and what is the importance of actually creating a survey okay well previously today I went on Instagram live and I kind of ranted and raved all about various topics, also including surveys and how you should use them in your business. So I am ready to go. Um, so you are going yes. to want to use surveys in your business when you are wanting to make changes in your business. Right. Uh, when you are wanting to make sure that what you are offering your audience is both what they want and what they will buy. Right. So. I think that surveys are really great, but that you need to have a strategy behind audience surveys. If you are just coming up and thinking, well, every, I've been seeing other people do audience surveys, maybe I should do one, and then it's just kind of random and there's really no outcome that you're wanting to achieve from your survey, then it's pointless. Mm -hmm. Just right away, like if you don't really have a reason for surveying your audience, don't survey your audience. Surveys are really successful when there is a specific outcome that you're wanting feedback and insight into. So specifically, if you're wanting to offer a new service, or maybe if you have a service that is not selling as much as you want it to. And so these surveys are going to be really great to tap into your audience and see exactly where their pain points are, what they need help with, even be able to see the type of language that they're using to talk about what they're struggling with and what they're wanting. There is so much great information that you can get from an audience survey if you do it right. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm glad that you pointed that out. So now we know whether or not that we should be using a survey. What are some popular survey tools that you've used that you recommend? So I have used Typeform, mm -hmm. um, which I think just as far as why I chose to use Typeform, um, in surveys that I've taken before, whether it is Google Forms, Typeform, SurveyMonkey, those are the main three that are on top of mind for me. I enjoyed the experience of taking a survey through Typeform. Hmm. Uh, and so that's why I chose it. And they have a really great thing where your first 100 answers are free. So you don't have to pay for Typeform right away. Um, 
which is really great uh, so that you don't have to have like an extra expense though it wouldn't be terrible to just have one expense for one month you know just kind of do it while you need it um, but then also I know a lot of people really enjoy SurveyMonkey and then of course Google Forms. You can create surveys simply through a form on your Google account. Perfect. Now can you walk us through your survey strategy? Yes. So here is the reason why I conducted a survey in the first place. Um, so I like I, we chatted about right away in the beginning and going under a rebrand. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I am making a very large shift in both my offers and have a lot of ideas for what I would love to bring to the table as far as digital offers like products, courses, programs, you name it. Mm -hmm. But I have all of these ideas. To me, they sound amazing. I'm thinking in my brain, okay, there are like five things I know for sure. <laughs> I need to launch, but that would be great, you know, if I just took action and launched however many things. Um, but unless I know that my audience actually wants these things right. and will actually pay for them and it's something that they're looking for and it solves a problem that they have, you know, I think it's doing a disservice to my business and my audience just to go on without actually seeing if it's what they want in the first place. So. I used an audience survey in order to see if I was on the right track and to be able to see which idea of mine for products I should jump on first. So I had a pretty extensive audience survey. I had 20 questions. I incentivized it with a giveaway, which I think we'll touch on in a little bit. And I would say it's been my most successful survey results to date. I got 90 individual responses within a week, uh, which I think is really great for such a long survey. Um, using Typeform, you do get analytics, so you can see who starts a survey and just kind of quits halfway through. Mm -hmm. So I did get a few of those, but um, that's to be expected for a longer survey beyond you know a, a short three-question thing. I had 20 questions some yes, no, some multiple choice, and a few fill in your own answers. Um, and so from that, I was able to get a lot of really specific information about what my audience was struggling with, what they are looking to invest in in the next three months, the type of content that they enjoy um, reading or watching or listening to, in order to also help me with my content marketing strategy. Right. So now I know I need to focus more on video. Um, and so it really was able to help me see what my next steps in my business are going to be without me just kind of loosely guessing, well, I haven't tried this, maybe I'll try that. But really going into my audience's mind, getting their feedback, and being able to implement it in what I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah. So my whole the whole strategy for my survey specifically was to make sure that I'm on the right track um, and not to just keep guessing with what I'm doing, um, but actually be able to take their input and create products and offers based on that. So I know you get you had a lot of awesome results, but how do you sift through those? and figure out, okay, this result means that I need to take this action. Yes, definitely. So I 
like I said, got about 90 individual results, which when that's tied with 20 questions, both yes and no, multiple choice, and then fill in the blank questions, there's a lot to sift through. So I will say I really do enjoy how Typeform lets you view the results mm -hmm. on any question that is multiple choice or just like a yes, no answer or even drop down. Um, you can have pre-selected uh, answers. They organize that to show you what the most popular answer is. Mm -hmm. And then you can also export a document that includes everything, which also includes all of the free form um, places where people just type in their answers. So that was really great to see at a glance quickly what some of the most popular answers were, were for certain topics. And so what that means is when I was looking to see, you know, what kind of content do you enjoy most, video, blogs, whatever, I was able to see very quickly that video content outranks any kind of content that people like to digest content through. Uh, and so that was really helpful. That's how I was able to process some of those specific answers. But then it is just taking the work and taking the time to organize answers and be able to really dive in and see what recurring themes are. Mm -hmm. So there are two things that I was able to do through reading through the answers where people could type in their responses. One, I was able to see what kind of language was being used frequently. Mm -hmm. So when I was asking people about their pain points, what came up really frequently was the word frustration. So I can take that and say, okay, when I'm creating copy for some of my sales pages or my products, I can use that as a specific language um, pain point to call out on so that people can relate to it more because it's already something that they're using when they're describing what they're struggling with. So that would be number one is to look at the language that people are using so then you can use similar language when describing your products and how it's going to solve those issues. Okay, so number two would be to make sure and see what different themes are going to be showing up in your results as well. So not only just themes in language that's being used, but themes in different pain points and what people are talking about wanting. So for instance, there is something, one of the questions that I asked uh, was, what are some of the tools that you either have invested in or want to invest in soon? And so I was able to see what kind of tools people are using or wanting to use so then I can incorporate those specific tools within my trainings and my teachings mm, and even just talking idea. about on different platforms for like Instagram, Instagram lives, whatever. So then I already know that people are interested in these certain tools. I can talk more about them. If they're tools I haven't heard about, that's great too. So I can be able to go in and see how they apply. Um, and be able to, to highlight those within whatever I'm going to be doing in the future. Um, so what does that look like? Maybe that looks like having an opt-in that involves using a specific type of tool to do something which leads into a sales funnel. Or maybe it is to make sure that whatever I'm teaching, I am able to say, 
you can apply this no matter what tools you're using. So I think it's very specific, um, or I think it's very important for you to just be able to recognize different recurring themes that you're reading as you're analyzing all this information. So we're picking apart different types of things with the quiz, your or survey quiz. My mode's on, my mind's on quiz because I'm creating a quiz. Um, <laughs> anyways, so you're thinking of, okay, what kind of content can I provide? How can I talk to my audience? And then how can I serve my audience better? I feel like those are the kind of questions that we're answering with the survey exactly. and figuring it out. That's perfect. So are there any survey tips when it comes to offering incentives? I know this has been an issue with some people and figuring out, okay, what do I promote? Like, okay, you can't just throw up a survey, right? And say, take my survey because what's in it for them? Why are they gonna waste their time to take your survey to help you out? Not that you'll probably get a few responses, but you're not gonna get enough data to where it's actually going to help you. So we're gonna have to offer an incentive. We have that established. Now, what do we offer them? Do you offer your time, your services, your products, or something else? Oh my goodness. So this is what I was ranting and raving about earlier today on an Instagram live yeah. because- Oh, it was so funny. I, I wish that people... everyone would have seen it because I was laughing. <laughs> so I, I'm actually uploading it to my Facebook page. Um, Great. So if you want to see that, maybe we can link it in the show notes. Okay, you can um, write that so down. You can go watch it. Because I, I, it was a, a full on 45 minute lunch rant. It was great. Um, and, and the gist is this, and this applies. So here's here's the main thing. Yeah. Stop giving away your services for free in any capacity. Mm -hmm. So that's gonna be my number one tip for what to offer incentive-wise for anything in your business. Right. And I see people doing this, and I see people who are offering their services, which may take them an hour to even like six hours, depending on what service is yeah. being provided. And they're offering their services in exchange for entering a quote unquote giveaway, which you enter into when you take a survey. Mm -hmm. So at the end, you, you have your survey, you have a spot at the very end for them to leave their email address if they would like to enter this giveaway to win whatever prize you set. And so by creating the incentive um, by having the incentive be a service that you provide, you are pre-qualifying the people who are taking your survey, which is what you so do not important. want. When you are taking a survey, you want to get as many objective opinions and mm. feedback about your survey from as many people as possible, because you don't want people to be pre-filtered by whatever offer slash giveaway that you're tying in your survey to. So this is especially true if you're doing a survey to see why maybe something in your business isn't selling or maybe mm -hmm. something that you want to start changing in your services or offers. If your giveaway prize is a service that isn't selling well, why would you use it as an incentive for people to take your survey? People are gonna look at that and say, hmm, I don't want that, so I'm not gonna take the survey. Right. Instead of just having a survey with no giveaway. Well, so, it's gonna skew the data too. The whole that, point of a survey is to get data to make good decisions 
like intuition is one thing but if you pair intuition with data like you're set mm -hmm. you're gonna have such a successful business but if you're basing your business decisions off of data that you've skewed I mean it, there's no point in actually wasting your time to do a survey because it is it's gonna be a waste of time yeah exactly and the results you get are not going to be um, extensive enough for it to make a very big impact in your yeah. business yeah so that would be my number one tip when creating giveaways that are tied to your service is do not give your services away for free. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to lead that into do not give any of your products away for free for surveys because the same applies. You're pre-qualifying those people who will be taking your surveys into thinking and only being attractive to, pe to the people who want that product from you. If people want your product, they're going to buy it. That just plain and simple. If they want it, they're going to buy it. Exactly. Um, and so you need to offer something that is attractive to everyone. Mm -hmm. Something that is a gift. No strings attached. Absolutely no strings attached. Both for your time. There's no time on your end attached to delivering something. And there's no strings attached to people necessarily needing to have been buyers previously or thinking about buying in the near future right because your audience as a whole might like you and might follow your business but maybe they aren't in the right place to buy from you yet or maybe you aren't offering something yet that they're really interested in and mm -hmm. so this whole survey the whole point of the survey is to find out how to turn them into buyers. Mm -hmm. So you're not trying to turn them into buyers by giving them a free thing in a giveaway. Mm -hmm. um, and so my number one, I guess number two tip would be to offer a gift card, right. offer something that people view as a treat or mm -hmm. like a luxury, like, ooh, I can't believe that she's giving that away. Like I would so love to win that, maybe that gift card to Starbucks, or right. that would be an amazing thing to just have a Visa gift card that I can use however I want or right. Amazon, whatever. You know, you want it to be a real treat for people so that they are really drawn into taking your survey. They're not under the influence that it's gonna be something tied to your business. Mm -hmm. And then they're gonna give you real results based on what you're trying to get feedback on. Amen. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that's very true. I think a big thing to keep in mind is pre-qualifying. Don't pre-qualify anyone in your audience before you even have your survey out. I think it all comes back to that and being strategic with the incentive we're offering. So we know that it's important to have a survey we maybe figured out the tool that we want to use. We have walked through your survey strategy, how you're being, how you were able to like analyze the results to take, like how to know where to take action in your business. Mm -hmm. And then we know the type of incentives we need to offer and definitely the incentives we don't need to offer. <laughs> Mostly what don't to offer. <laughs> Mostly what don't to offer. Now, how do we know what types of questions to ask and then what questions to also avoid? Like how do we craft the perfect question that gets the answers we need to hear, not the answers we want to hear? <laughs> oh, that's a good, good question. So before you start figuring out or even writing out or even brainstorming the survey questions you want to ask, mm -hmm. it's really 
necessary for you to get crystal clear on the kinds of feedback you're wanting. Mm -hmm. And then to be able to craft questions that will help you understand your audience better, maybe even without point blank asking them, would you buy this thing? Right. So for instance, if you are a service-based business owner and you are trying to enter the world of digital products, here's are a few examples of questions that would be really great. Um, one question that would be really great to ask is what kind of digital products have you purchased in the last six months? This is able to help give you insight into purchasing um, history and purchasing tendencies to see, okay, if people have bought a lot of courses in the last month, um, then that's a good indicator that they enjoy taking courses and that's probably going to do better than maybe offering an ebook. And this of course is going to be really specific to your audience, which right. is why you're doing this survey. Um, another question that would be really good is if you're trying to think about how you're going to change up your content marketing strategy. Um, a question I asked was, what's the way that you like to consume content online? Is it through blog posts? Is it through video? Is it through live video? Is it through audio? And overwhelmingly, it was video content, which n makes me realize and understand that video needs to be my number one focus moving forward in my content marketing strategy. Yeah, like if you would have asked the question, if I started a blog, which I know you already have a blog, but let's say mm -hmm. if I started a blog, would you read it? Yeah, everyone would say yes, even if they actually mean, no, I'm not gonna waste my time and read your blog. But yeah. you said, what kind of content do you consume? So now she gets realistic data, whereas if she said, if I'm gonna start a blog, or if I'm gonna start a YouTube channel, if I'm gonna start a podcast, would you actually listen to it, or read it, or watch it? Yeah, everyone's yeah. gonna say yes. What kind of question is that? So think about the type of questions you're asking, and then and maybe even brainstorm like three different ways to ask one question, and then mm -hmm. figure out what the best one is. Exactly, and it's all about tapping into your audience's habits mm. um, and seeing what they are Ooh, love that already fact. predisposed to mm -hmm. doing. Yeah. Um, so if they listen to podcasts on a daily basis, they're going to click audio content, and then you'll know that whether or not audio content is the most popular way for people right. to do things. I mean, this doesn't mean to stop writing blog posts, but it does mean to shift the yeah. tactics that you're using in order to put content out there. So I think at the at the very base of everything is to know what kinds of feedback do you need in order to have the information necessary to know what kinds of decisions you need to make in your business. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, love it. So this is a really great segue into the types of questions to avoid. You want to avoid questions that lead people into an answer. So you want your questions to be non-leading and you want questions to be like very um, open-ended. Mm -hmm. So for instance, you know, um, if I start blogging, will you read it? How many times do you read blog posts a day versus um, what kind of content do you like to consume to see if you still need to continue blogging or put your focus elsewhere? Um, and so I think that that's really important as well to realize that a lot of questions that people have in surveys are leading questions. Yeah. Um, and I think also another thing to avoid is if you do have some more specific questions that address specific pain points, 
to also have an option um, to let people not answer the question. So in a survey, I always require every question to be answered, but if something doesn't apply to them, say I have a question that's diving into if someone has either worked with a coach before or wants to work with a coach, um, and I don't want their answer if that's something they never see themselves wanting, however I frame it or anything. Right. So I will also have a answer within that question that they can select that says does not apply or mm. you know NA so they can kind of skip it if it doesn't apply to them. Smart. Yeah. Okay, that's that's really good to know. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So now our step-by-step -step action is start our own survey. We have to craft our questions, figure out our survey strategy, which is what we talked about at the beginning. And I think this is the most important part of really nailing this down. If you have a mastermind group, you can go over it with them. You know, if you have any business besties, I would suggest like someone to kind of comb through your survey super quick and maybe give you some feedback before you promote it. So that's step one. Step two is promoting the quiz, which you can do wherever your audience is. I would suggest going that route, right, Liz? What would you suggest for promoting quiz? For promoting your surveys, I would say to put them on every platform you're active. Yeah. So I emailed my list. I had the survey open for about a week, so I emailed my list about it twice. Mm -hmm. um, and I also talked about it on Instagram as well. If you're active on Facebook, Facebook groups, Facebook Live, talk about them, every, talk about it everywhere. Um, and promote the giveaway, the incentive. Um, promote that it'll really help you out and help mm -hmm. them out as well. Um, frame it in a way where you're doing this to be able to bring more good stuff to right. your audience instead of just being like, take my survey. Right. That's boring. Like, invite people <laughs> in. And also, yeah, exactly. <laughs> invite people in and make them feel like they're a part of your process. Oh, Making that's such a good tip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make them feel like they're a part of it. People get so excited when they feel like they're a part of something. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, so step three, organize data. Oh my gosh, Liz is a boss at this. Spreadsheets oh galore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, we kind of touched base on this a little bit when yeah. I mentioned that Typeform has this really awesome way of, <clears throat> excuse me, of putting all of your information into cool graphs and mm -hmm. spreadsheets. So I think if you're able to use a system that easily shows at a glance, like what multiple choice answer is the most right. popular. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, then Six that's gonna be really important. Exactly. And then also, um, when you export your information, which a lot of times comes into an Excel document, mm -hmm. and let's be honest, that is not easy to go through, especially no. if it's those free answers. Mm -hmm. If people are writing a few sentences per answer. Um, so what I did was I took all of those answers and I went column by column so it was maybe one of my questions was tell me your three top frustrations in your business right now or something like that i would just take that whole column and i would copy and paste it into a word document so it was out of the excel file and out of like being in those small cells 
Um, and so I organized them all into a Word document that I can easily access mm-hmm. and that I can easily um, reference when I'm trying to make some decisions and yeah. see different language that my audience is using. That's good. I like that. Okay, and then step four is analyzing the data, which we touched on um, to kind of figure out how to take action. And then step five is to actually get your booty moving and take action. Like actually do what the survey, the data is kind of telling you what direction you need to go, like how to take that action, where your next step should be. Exactly. um, Having a survey and then getting results and then doing nothing is a big old waste of time. It is. Don't do that. (laughs) Exactly. And if you get all of this incredible feedback from Mm -hmm. your audience, that is basically them spelling out what they want from you in ways that you can help them. Why would you just leave that? Yeah. You know, that's Um, such important data. Exactly. And of course, it doesn't mean that you need to take action on everything, on all the things right away, yeah. but it's being able to start implementing, oh, totally. It's being able to start implementing what you're learning um, yeah. over time. Totally. So for me, over time, well, one, was my main focus was the different kinds of services and offerings that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be creating and what I'm going to be offering. And so I was able to prioritize which ones I should release first, which Mm -hmm. ones I should maybe wait on. Um, And then it was also big focus was, hey, you need to do more video content. And so starting to do Instagram stories more often, starting to do Instagram live. Finally, (laughs) finally getting back on Facebook and stop Mm -hmm. my Facebook boycott so I can do Facebook live and have uh, videos on Facebook. Um, and I think it's just paying attention to what people want so mm-hmm. that you can give them what they want. Yeah, totally. Okay, I love it. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like we just laid everything out with surveys. I really suggest that all of you guys at least start crafting those questions, even if it just means pulling up a Google Doc right now after this episode and putting in some questions that you might think and sitting on it. Like that's totally okay, just getting a start to it and then sitting on it and figuring out what direction you're kind of wanting the survey to go and then start you know promoting it organizing analyzing and taking action um but just getting a google doc out for now is totally okay and i i definitely suggest you do that so thank you liz you're welcome and i do want to plug that i will be having some survey swipe files on my website for sale yes Yes. so um we'll put those in the show notes as well okay Yes, and I'm still, as I'm, we are recording this, determining a catchy name, um, but they will be available on my website in my new shop very shortly, so you'll be able to get those, and that involves my whole process. It involves um, example questions, so you don't have to just start from zero, mm-hmm. um, and I think it would help you out, but yeah, that's at the good. end of the day, you know what questions are going to be best to ask your audience. Totally. Now, Radiant CEO Summit. Liz and I have been working on this for so long. Obviously, you see Liz is so smart. You listen to the podcast, which means that you're a perfect match for the Radiant CEO Summit. Like, that's just, it just qualifies you. So, 
Make sure to grab your <laughs> we free have ticket. Pre -qualified, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> have awesome. pretty qualified. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> but really go to radiantceo.com slash register. That link will be in the show notes as well. And I cannot wait to see you there. Um, Liz and I have so much fun. And after the summit, we have some more free presents for you. And we don't want you to miss out on it because trust me, Oh, it's so hard keeping it a secret because it's so exciting and I know you're going to love it. So just register, get your free ticket. That way I know without a doubt that you will be updated um, because I would hate for you to miss out on all of this awesome goodness, especially since pretty much all of it is free. <laughs> I know it is crazy. The amount of stuff that you just get yeah. for signing you up. You just get all it because summit, you're which awesome. Which is going to be really amazing. Yeah. Yes. And another thing I will highlight, because I think we're doing this a little bit differently from other online summits, mm -hmm. is that our summit spans three days. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of each day, you immediately get access to all of the videos for that day. You're not right. having to wait until 1 p.m., 2 p.m., whenever to see people live. Mm -hmm. These are pre-recorded, so you can just binge on them whenever right. you want during that day. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited. I will see you there, right? You've already went to radiantca.com slash register and you've already signed up. You've got your free ticket. We will see you soon. And I'm glad, Liz, that you got to come on for the second episode. Now, where can they hang out with you since you rebranded? Oh, my goodness. I have new links. <laughs> on Instagram, you can find me at lizwhite.co. Mm -hmm. And online, the new website is lizwhite.co. And that's pretty simple, right? Yeah. So you can find me there. I hang out on Instagram. Oh, I will be hanging out more on Facebook. Yes, um, your Facebook page, which we will link to with the Instagram live. Yes, I have to update that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you'll find my page through that Instagram live rant about mm -hmm. what we were talking about earlier. So watch that because <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, and it's then you hilarious. can follow me too. Yeah. So follow me on all the things. Follow <laughs> her on all the things. Follow Radiant CEO on all the things. And make sure you're hanging out with me on Instagram. And we'll be good to go. Fantastic. Well, thanks it again. Is. It was so Thank much fun so much. chatting with you. I'm so excited that I got to be on the Market Beautifully podcast again. <laughs>